Let's talk. Let's let's switch gears a little bit, Gordon. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Sprint, they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Of course, of course, he's the television voice of the Utah Jazz, and he joins us each and every Tuesday. The one, the only, the great Craig Bowler. Jack Bowler, what's happening? How are you and yours? Everybody doing all right? Jake, how are you, Gordon? How you doing? Doing well. Thanks, Bowler. Thanks for asking. Uh, hope you guys are all healthy and, and uh We're doing good. I think everybody's stir crazy, but, um, you know, it's the norm now. And that's, uh, as you guys were just talking, you know, there's a lot of unknowns and a lot of questions that have to be answered, but carefully. I think that's the best way I could put it. It's like when you go to the swimming pool and it's ice cold, what do you do? You stick your toe in, right? You get a feel. And then maybe you put your your you know your ankle in, and then maybe later on you jump in. It's almost like you you just have to you have to be careful, you know, and stick a toe in. But no one really knows how to do it and when to do it, and that's uh, you know that's that's concerning. So I guess we hold our breath and just continue on, right? That's all we can do. Fuller, since we talked to you last, there's been kind of some evolution in the Rudy Donovan relationship, the athletic right. piece last Friday, uh, talking about how the relationship was unsalvageable. And then Rudy, over the weekend, releases an Instagram talking about how he and Donovan have spoken and, you know, they uh, have the same goals and will go along and get along to get along, saying their relationship wasn't perfect, but they both want to win a title. Your thoughts on kind of some of the, this advancement from your perspective? I, you know, I guess in when you have relationships, you have someone has to maybe make the first move. You know, when you have a, uh, a disagreement, um, maybe a squabble, um, different ways of approaching uh, what your goals are. But Rudy uh, offered the first, you know, hand. And you hope Donovan will take it. And if they have spoken, which Rudy did indicate they have, that's a good thing. Uh, You know, the longer you let things kind of set and you don't take, basically, uh, you can't, you, you have to own the narrative, is my point. And Rudy finally owned his own, and that's good. Now will Donovan. Uh, try to put his narrative, uh, you know, in front of us because, you know, it's an important time for the Jazz. Not only is this situation difficult for all of us uh, in the middle organization and the Jazz, uh, think about what's at hand about the future of this franchise with two all-stars. One has the ability to gain a supermax contract and Donovan can sign, you know, his He's going to be on his fourth year of his rookie deal, and he can go into an extension of a max deal. That's one hell of a financial investment. And I think if I was just stepping back, I've got to talk to both these guys to under to get the understanding that both understand what that is for this for this franchise, the the financial investment, and where are you, and what are both your goals, and is this salvageable? As they said last week, uh, according to The Athletic, it was not. Who put that out? I don't know. Uh, Was it an agent? I don't know. Was it a player? I don't know. But what it did was the Jazz and Rudy and Donovan at the time lost the narrative, in my opinion. So what happens over the weekend is just a cascade of rumors. And then all all of a sudden... Twitter and social media is making their own trades. And I, mean, I guess you can sit 
back and let things ride. But in my opinion, I'd rather take their narrative under control and get the two together and decide what what's going to happen. So you can let things ride too long because I think when you think, I got a couple of buddies I've lost contact with from college. And I know that, you know, in our own minds, we're still friends, but so much time has passed, you just kind of lose the ability to pick up the phone or even send out a text or an email. I think all of us can can relate to that. Man, I should, but you don't. And instead of a month, it's a year, then two years and five. And then by that time, you think it's too late. The quicker Rudy and Donovan and the Jazz figure this out, the better. I mean, that's just my opinion. Uh, So Rudy... Rudy at least stepped out first, and now we haven't heard from Donovan. Uh, and you just have to wonder why. And you hope, again, the narrative can belong to the Jazz and Donovan and Rudy because, again, like I said, uh, the, the cascade of trades, that's not good. That's just not good for the franchise. It's not good for Donovan and Rudy, who hopefully have the same goal, and that's to bring a title to Salt Lake. And I hope that one day we'll all share that. If, if they're able to patch things up from an attitude standpoint, how well do these guys fit on the court together? Because that's another question. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Rudy is a defensive-minded guy who wants, I think, respect on the offensive end. And Donovan is an explosive offensive player with, you know, things that he's told us that he still wants to be a better decision-maker. And uh, he has the ball in his hands, Gordo, a lot. So does so does uh, Mike, and so does Joe Ingles. Now, Joe, from my chair, seems to facilitate the play of Rudy better in the sense of delivering the ball where he needs it, and that's high up on the rim, above his head, not on his numbers or his belt. And so those times when that ball isn't delivered, it equates into a turnover many times. So... I I think Rudy wants to be appreciated uh, for his defense. He wants to know that guys are there to help him as well. I think sometimes we all kind of believe Rudy can cover the entire floor. That's not the case. And he does need, you know, needs help on the defensive end. Uh, But I also think he wants to show that he is a complete player. That's still a work in progress. Again, my opinion. Uh, You know, this, 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 you know, face up jumper. Uh, the sweeping hook shot. There's been little glimpses, but consistency in that area is still something that Gobert's working on. Um, and it's been a process. But look how far he's come. And he continues to work his tail off. I'll give him that. The guy's dedicated and focused. Donovan has natural athletic ability, and he's still growing into who he is as a star, as an all-star. But it's a great question. You know, what direction do the Jazz go? Do they continue to be a defensive-minded team? and play against teams that draw Rudy out on the four-out kind of offense that you saw D'Antoni and the Rockets do? Uh, Or do they become a smaller team where the league is really kind of trending in many ways in the 6-8-6-9 category where most of those players have the ability to step out and shoot the three? So there's a lot of things there that we just that I just threw out, but they're all good discussion points and ones I'm sure the Jazz are discussing, and I think they have to uh, before you make that investment. That's my point. Look, right now it's work, but the future is about the investment and the uh, the financial investment, meaning that they have to be dedicated the two to be on the same page. 
and I hope they are. Uh, I think they both bring such a uniqueness to the game. Uh, but if there's something that we all don't know about, I hope they can fix it. Bowler is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Bowler, what kind of teammate is is Rudy? Is he, I mean, if you want to speak in generalities, that's kind of what I'm looking for. I mean, is he vocal? Is he quiet? Is he is he chummy with everybody? What kind of teammate is Rudy? Just because of um, the way he was brought up, I think he's a little more reserved. I think he likes to have fun, but he doesn't express it maybe as much. And that's the European-American maybe difference in some ways. Um, you know, Rudy's worked hard for respect, and that's why he wears 27 to always remind him where he was drafted. And I get that. Uh, I think Donovan's been trying to try to loosen him up, loosen him up at times when you know the water bottle uh, routine that they share quite often on big plays and big wins and post game interviews. Chris and Kenny's been drenched more times than I can think of over the last couple of years with the water bottle show, and that's fun stuff. You know, and I think fans really enjoy it. And I think it's truly something that Donovan and Joe and Bogdanovich really, you know, it's kind of a way to show your passion for the game and also the respect of the player. Um, so saying that, uh, I think Donovan's a little bit more energetic in that regard. And there also may be a decision between the two of, you know, is it my team or yours? And uh, I think yeah, I, I, I got asked this question the other day. And it's about Carl and John. How did they coexist for so long? And I think it's a great lesson. The great teams with great players, how do they do it? Pippen and Jordan. Well, they understand their roles, but they also respect one another and understand what they do on both ends of the floor. And Carl and John maybe didn't go out and share, or like Gordon likes to say, you know, they didn't have a kumbaya, you know, setting at a fire and roast marshmallows, but. When it came down to it, right, Gordo and Jake, I think we both agree that they respected each other and their skill set, and they knew they had to have each other to, yeah. to achieve the ultimate goal. And they got there twice but failed. But at least they got there. Carl was a two-time MVP and still number two all-time scorer, and John's the all-time assistant seals leader. Great things happened. So if you're going to coexist as great teammates – and achieve the goal, it takes special personalities to achieve that and maturation. And I think both guys are still on the upward trend of that. And hopefully, again, they can get together and, and decide who they are and what they want to be. And their games fit together so well, getting back to what we were talking about before. Uh, so that was an advantage for them. Bowler, if I mean, let me ask you this question. It's impossible to answer, really. It's unfair. But if you were to bet which sport will start up again next which one would you guess? Oh, man. That's so good. That's a great question. Well, you know, the clock's ticking. Here it is nearly, um, well, it is mid-April. And you know what? I was just thinking, um, we, I would not be broadcasting tonight, but Jazz Nation would be at, at the arena tonight um, for Denver and the Jazz and that game could be a huge game on where the Jazz would be. Maybe they'd be fighting the Nuggets for that spot, you know, the three. Maybe the, the Jazz would be at the two spot. I mean, who knows what the Clippers would have done. Um, but I know that the NBA would like to be the leader in that. Commissioner had said that, Adam Silver, Gordo, to say we had to shut down and we'd like to be the one to reopen. 
And, you know, for me, selfishly, I'd like to go back to work. But I also understand it's got to be the right time, and it's got to be safe. And I don't know when that is and how people decide it. And I hope it's sooner than later. I think everybody does uh, under the right circumstances. But, look, man, not too far from now, you know, you've got baseball that should be in its second or third, second week of play. Spring football is uh, being completed around the country or should have been. And now you've got, you know, camps. Uh, July is when, you know, you go to the NFL camps, right? And college football starts up. So I don't know, Gordo. I don't know if, if football starts on time or not. Yeah. Uh, but I sure like to see the NBA play and get in a, at least a playoff series or two and, and see where it goes from there. But then again, if it's waited, you know, if it waits until August, and then you have to turn around to you start the regular season back on time. But you guys talked about before, it has to be done right because the leagues and our economy and the country can't afford to have this thing turn around and come back for another visit, right? And that's that's my biggest concern, too, is that we do it right the first time so we don't have to repeat what we're doing right now. Um, but again, I, well, nobody knows how it's going to happen. I guess we, we'll find out together. Bowler, what has been the biggest storyline on the floor for the Jazz thus far this year? There's multiple, uh, multiple stories there, Jake. I think, you know, again, uh, all-star status for, for Rudy and Donovan come to mind first. And that's interesting, right? Because the two achieved it together, and they got to remember that, by the way, uh, through this situation that they're dealing with. They are all-stars. Rudy's a two-time defensive player of the year for a reason. And Donovan has to remember that, too. Um, I think the other storylines would be Conley's injury and the um, trying to fit him in uh, as the Jazz won 19 of 21 to bring him back. And the Jazz had some struggles That's uh, trying to implement him back at the point guard position. Bogdanovich, who fit the system um, and how he's going to continue to, I think, play in, in a Jazz uniform. And that he was more maybe physical at the rim than I expected. And a lot of us, I thought he was just going to be kind of a, a guy on the three-point line, but he's, he's shown versatility. And the other storyline for me is uh, the Jazz, to, you know, finally breaking their relationship with Dante and bringing in Jordan Clarkson, who refueled a Jazz bench that desperately needed a punch and how quickly he adjusted to Quinn Snyder's system and how comfortable he was and how much trust actually Coach Q put into him to, to green light it off the bench. Um, the guy's um, a nonstop, uh, energizing type of player out there, and he showed some outside-inside skills, and he can finish at the rim. And I think those are, you know, those are the ones that first come to my mind. And I know there's many more, um, but... I think when I look back on the season, and then of course, uh, March 11th, Oklahoma City changed it all, right, with COVID-19 and Rudy's uh, testing of going positive. And standing in that, sitting in that room for seven hours, six hours, waiting to kind of feel or hear what was going to happen, and then the test, and then getting back home, and, and here we are. So I think, you know, COVID-19 is going to be probably the headliner, but there's so many other interesting stories that happened prior to that as well. Well, I was looking at some uh, projections as far as some opinion pieces on on NBA awards 
earlier today. Mm-hmm. And not a single one of them, and they had a various uh, people who cover the NBA with their with their picks, not a single one had Rudy Gobert's Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Uh, is that is that not surprising to you, or is yeah. it surprising? It, I think, you know, I wonder, Gordon, if because of when those – questions were asked recently correct not yeah if it had been a regular type season with no COVID-19 and Gobert's involvement I wonder how that's impacted the voters Jake I mean I, I think human nature still maybe ponders that a little bit right uh the visions of the hands on the mics and all that stuff and and Gobert being the first uh professional athlete to be you know uh uh, you know, being tested positive. I don't know if that plays into it or not. Gobert really has had a fine season. I mean, a very dominating season. Teams have changed their their plans against him, and it's all been led by by D'Antoni by bringing four out and forcing Gobert, you know, to get out of the out of the paint and defend on the perimeter. That's tested him in some regards, and granted, the block shots aren't as high, but I thought he's played some brilliant defense uh, along the way. Um, and I haven't looked at all those, Gordon, but I'm guessing what Antetokounmpo is is on on, the, on those lists. Anthony um, Davis, yeah, Antetokounmpo, and yeah. uh, there was a, I forget who the other one was, but uh, not the one. He's tough to three P too, right? Yeah. I mean. That's difficult to win one, let alone two in a row, and to get there the third time in a row is uh, is, is almost unthinkable. But his play has been a, has been at a high level. There's, I don't think anybody can question that. But I just wonder what the the attitude towards him is, and that's why I think the narrative is so important, Gordon and Jake, of where the Jazz go with this, and how Rudy handles and goes forward, and how Donovan and he get to, you know can get together and decide what they want to do because again it goes back the Jazz happened to making some big decisions on on the financial you know financial front of making sure both these guys uh, are paid what obviously the contracts call for and you hope they uh, fix this because it needs to be and I hope that what was reported by the athletic is not true that it's not irreparable I think Rudy's made a great statement that they had talked and it was not that they were they had differences and but they're going to move forward and that's great news and I hope that's the case I try to put myself in that same position as I said about people that I know and I don't expect everybody to like us I know that's the case for me in my business and Jake I'm sure you feel that way and Gordo uh, you have I mean, we talked about it in the past you know, not everyone agrees with the way that you write or, or announce and your opinions and all that. But at the same time, you hope they respect what you do and find a way to still achieve the same goals uh, when you're on the floor together and make sure your team is solid and not splintered. That's, that's, that's the true goal of great teams. And hopefully that's, that's going to be the case for the Utah Jazz. Bowler, you are the best. Thanks for jumping on with us. And I understand we may have a whole hour of Bowler next week. Hmm. You know what? Hey, I'll enjoy it. Anytime you need me, I'm here. Um, you know, Gordon can take a, a little break outside of the little boy's room, and Jake, you and I can handle things for a while. Let's do it, Bowler. I'm down. I'm down. But Gordon, you need that break once in a while, don't you, pal? 
already took it once during this uh, particular interview. <laughs> speaking, speaking of which, Baller, uh, are you for, uh, installing a bidet in your house? I heard about your conversation. I don't know, man. I only, I only see a bidet. Uh, when we go to those five-star hotels on the road, then I, had a, I stare at it going, how the heck does this thing work? <laughs> it's not a drinking fountain. <laughs> no, i got to read the instruction books, Jake. I know that, pal. But, you know, if it's it, stays, if it stays a tree or two, maybe I'll have to go that way. I, I don't know. Yeah. Always read that instruction manual. Always read the instruction idea. book, yeah. Always a good idea. <laughs> Bowler, thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Whole hour. Right. Very excited. See you soon, guys. All right. Thanks, so, Bowler. Take care. Bye-bye.